you missed me just uh, fighting with a mosquito flying around in here. Dude, I was fighting with a mosquito last week. That's why I had to pause. Oh. It's a rash. Yeah, fucker. Rash of fucking mosquito attacks. They're coming for us. <laughs> lock up your kids. Lock up your wife. So fucking mosquitoes are coming. It's weird, too, because I don't know. I feel like this year wasn't too bad with mosquitoes. You know what it was bad with? Fucking uh, houseflies. They were fucking uh, everywhere. Everywhere. Couldn't keep them out of my house. Couldn't keep them off my deck. They were just fucking constantly flying around. Couldn't keep them off your dick. Not my dick. My deck. My, <laughs> my deck. Not my dick. Can't get them off my dick. Them houseflies. They love that dick. They love that Van Slider's dick. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zachariah with Old Man Gaming. You, dear listener, for whatever reason, have decided to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. I'm not alone tonight. Usually, I'm never alone. With me is Neil, aka a tiny wizard. Yeah, that's right. That's right coming at you back again once again don't call it a comeback because we were here last week all right so <laughs> uh we're back we're going to be talking about gamescom today obviously that's that's the big news right now um and then uh yeah that's that's basically it and then some news i think most of my news is going to be eaten up by gamescom anyway so we'll, we'll have to see how we do that whether we save certain specific stuff or or what but before we get into any of that, we got to thank the people who help make this possible. Behind our ugly mugs is a custom graphic. All the custom graphics here at Old Man Gaming is provided by Mark Bell. We thank you for that. And then, of course, the theme song for this show and all shows here at Old Man Gaming are provided by the man who makes the music, my brother Nick Van Siders. We thank him for that. We'll be right back with an absolutely gigantic fan interaction section. <laughs> Horrible Gaming Podcast. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our first segment. Our most important segment, that's Fan Interaction. That's where we, the co-hosts, talk to you guys, the fans. We read out all your comments on the YouTubes and on all the other places that we may or may not find them. So, let's get right into it. Uh, first of all, just uh, another shout-out again. Uh, and I only shout this out because the man almost never fails to put comments down. Uh, and that would be, uh, uh, Mr. William Hoon. Uh, yet again, your comment is absent from, uh, from our, uh, uh, thing, if you made one. Uh, it is possible that he's just not commenting right now because he's on vacation or something. If that's the truth, that's fine. Uh, I'm just so used to your comments, sir. We want to make sure. Uh, let's get into it. The actual comments. First and foremost, Asylum66. Wizard going analytics on football. Browns are one of the few NFL teams that use analytics heavily. We'll see how well that has turned out. We see how well that's turned out. That's true. I <laughs> uh, hope it works better for you. <laughs> yeah, we will see. I, I hope it doesn't. 
I hope it doesn't. You can't win this for multiple reasons. Number one, because I fear that the jocks around you will murder you immediately for winning this when you know nothing about football. Number two, because I don't want you to be good at a thing. Because uh, you're insufferable when you're good at a thing. Anybody who watches our streams, when Neil's good at a thing, he's insufferable. <laughs> I, I would more so feel bad for those who... Uh like actually know and care about the thing and put passion behind it. <laughs> yeah. You'd come in all nonchalant like, hey, you know, it's crazy. I just won. I didn't even really try that hard. I'd be like, oh my God, I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, moving on, Asylum 66 uh, again. Little excited for Alan Wake 2. First game with loads of fun. Like the idea of two characters and you can choose when and if to play each of them. Alan Wake 2 does look interesting. I It's not something that's really speaking to me, but I'd, I, I wouldn't count it out. I have not loved some of the things that that company has done in the recent years, just in general with the way they've handled things. Uh, Rocksteady, Rocksteady, right? That's Rocksteady, yeah. right? Uh, some of the things they've done in the last couple of Remedy, years have been... Not Remedy, thank you. I knew I was saying it wrong. Remedy... I, they haven't. They usually a really good, solid company, but they made a lot of mistakes since Control. I think, and uh, uh, that's hurt them a little bit in my eyes. I did, however, love Control when I did get around to playing it. So I don't know. We'll see. It's like I said. It's not one that's speaking to me, but it, it definitely looks interesting. It does have a part of its trailer that we're going to talk about later in Gamescom, which drives me nuts. I, I have a real pet peeve. Uh, that I want to talk about when we get there. Then Jason, all caps, sleep. Uh, <laughs> I think he's doing a subliminal thing because I kind of read ahead. Then he said, I'm not a sports person, but I understand baseball. I understand basketball. I understand soccer. I understand hockey. I might not know all the nuances, but I understand how they work. Football baffles me. <laughs> Yeah, some of the things that are just like the basic things. Like <laughs> we were we were watching a preseason game uh, the other day, and I guess you can't interfere with somebody who's trying to receive a ball. Yeah, but the second they get the ball, you're to allowed tackle. to tackle them. I just I don't understand why can't you just push them out of the way so they can't catch the ball? Like that because like, then you could never make a pass. You just you just run in and slam into the receiver, period, and then that would be it. <laughs> like, you just have everybody take out the receivers. No one had ever passed the ball. I mean, yeah, I guess. But then at that <laughs> point, you know, like, I, I, I've posed very many, uh, quite a few uh, potential, like, formations and stuff for the, like, offense and defense. Like, why don't they all just, like crowd around the quarterback in a big old circle and they move as a blob that way you're always going to gain yards like uh, I, I don't get it like am i am i like thinking of something that nobody's thought before or are they just like come up with a rule like ah you know you know that would lead to too many points Let's i have do that i have many duties on this channel uh, explaining football to you is just not going to be one of them. So I, uh, <laughs> while I 
kind of understand why they wouldn't do that. I'm not, I'm not going to go into this. Uh, I will say, I did used to watch football. I used to be a football guy uh, for a very long time when Brett Favre was on the Packers. I was a very big football fan. I would watch Sunday all day. I, I've been into hockey, I've been into football, and I and everybody knows I've been very into tennis for a good part of my life. I do not do sports anymore just because I don't fucking have time for sports. So <laughs> I don't do sports, but uh, but I do find them very interesting. Just especially the weird ones like cricket. Like I, I there was a whole week where I was like, I have to figure out how to play cricket like because i would watch cricket matches and first i downloaded the game pass version of cricket they had like a cricket game on there and i tried to play it and i was like i don't know what's like nothing is intuitive in this game there's like balls and beer bottles and weird pegs and somebody running back and forth and then other people catching and then a pitcher it's insane and then i watched some of it i'm like i still i still don't know what's going Mm -hmm. on People are just moving around the field. I don't know. And then finally, I just like read a Wikipedia page on it. I was like, okay, I'm satisfied. For but me, like, it's curling. Cur- <laughs> I love those broomers. Go broomers. Go, go, go broomers. Uh, continuing, Jason then goes, tweets are now merely posts. You post on X the most generic, generic, that ever generic. And he is right about that. I can confirm. I uh, love what I've heard people calling them now is zeets. Zeets. <laughs> I, I, I think that that's genius. And the fact that Elon Musk hasn't said like, yeah, that's what we're going to do now baffles me. I think Elon Musk is trying to kill the thing. I don't think he's yeah, actually trying I mean, to do anything good with it. Cause he tried to back yeah. out of the buyout in the first place he and then it ended up going through. I think he's just trying to murder massive, it. Yeah. Massive tax yeah. write off. I think that's why he Musk. put it as X like X, like, don't use this anymore. Like, do not come here. Like, I think that's why he switched it to X, to be honest. So, uh, it's funny you bring up, like, the legal stuff with uh, Twitter or X or whatever the fuck you want to call it now. <laughs> um, yeah, because it changes, like, weekly. Because I've started occasionally listening to the videos of, you've mentioned this guy before, Legal Eagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't actually watch him, but Melissa watches him a lot. Oh, yeah. You've mentioned before. Yeah, I just kind of listen to it while Mm -hmm. I'm driving home because a lot of it's kind of interesting. Yeah, he's very Uh, cool. And uh, that's one thing that he went in depth about was like the whole Elon buying buying Mm -hmm. Twitter and then like counter suing his lawyers because of how they charged him not by like the hour but like whether or not they succeeded it was like a whole huge thing and it was just bizarre but yeah it's you know if it's elon it's got to be weird and complicated yeah, yeah. i i think legal eagle is cool i keep trying to do mm-hmm. get melissa to do a youtube channel that's all about title work i think she could be the first ever like title work youtuber uh ever because she's so good at that shit and nobody understands it uh, that like, I think that would be such a good fucking YouTube channel. If I, she just got on and like, today we're talking about like surveys and today we're talking about what a title company does and stuff like that. Like, I think, I think she could be really cool. Cause there's also a lot of legal precedent and stuff that goes into stuff like that, that goes into title work that they don't even talk about on the legal channels. You know, mm-hmm. I, I keep trying to get her to do it. She won't do it. I was like, dude, we get so many hits. Yeah. You know, you, you'd be a genre <laughs> defining character. Like you, you need to do it. Um, continuing Jason, I don't think I've pre-ordered anything. The concept just never moved with my brain. 
I miss the days you could go to the video store and rent a game to see if you liked it first. So pre-ordering a game, just I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't disagree with that thought process. I don't. Okay, I have participated in pre-ordering. Uh, I'm. I'm not going to lie or say that I'm like above it. I have definitely pre-ordered stuff. The re. The only time I. I mean, I've definitely pre-ordered stuff before I was smart. Now that I'm smart, I've still pre-ordered stuff, but it's usually after reviews have come out, and I know I'm going to definitely like it. Uh, or it's a, I'm definitely going to buy this, good or bad, and I have money now. I don't want that money to accidentally get spent before the thing comes out. I'm going to pre-order mm. to purchase it. So like, if I'm, yeah. if I'm dead set on purchasing something, regardless of reviews or anything, which is rare nowadays... Uh, but like like Starfield, with how much trash I have talked about Starfield, I have to play Starfield day yeah. one. Like it, I have to. It's going into Games Pass, so I don't have to worry about purchasing it. Thank mm -hmm. God. But that's one that it's like I would have to buy that. I'd have to spend my money on it. There's no way around it. I with the way my pay works uh, for the childcare, I get paid once a month. So like. In that kind of case, when I got paid, I would just pre-order it because I know I have to buy it, I know I'm getting it, and then I can just budget accordingly. You know what I mean? Like almost like a pre-budget method. Uh, with Remnant 2, I pre-ordered it to get early access because – but all the reviews had already come out. They had come out the day prior, and it was 9s out of 10s across the board, and I was already super interested in it. So I'm like and, – and it was already kind of a discounted price. Like, the premium price nowadays is $70. I know Jason disagrees with that, and I disagree with it too, Jason, but the market is now there's $70 games for the for the premium, $50 games for a little bit under. Uh, and so it was $70 to get it for the early access, for the pre-order stuff. Like, you got all the pre-order stuff with $70. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll pay the little extra, and honestly, I did not regret it at all. That game is 100% my game of the year still to this day. Uh, and I enjoyed every second of that early access. But again, I didn't purchase it before the reviews came out. But even that, even that is kind of the wrong move because I've already said it. I mean, the reviewers I checked out mostly were independent guys like ACG, uh, Legacy Gaming, though Legacy Gaming I think is a little bit askewed sometimes, but ACG almost never is. Uh, so like, still, those pre-release copies go out... <laughs> You have an incentive, you know what I mean, to give them a better review score. I still think, like it's it's a it's a it's a thing that you kind of have to participate in. But I feel like you don't have to, but I kind of have to. Uh, but I feel like it shouldn't be there. I don't think there should be pre-orders, and I don't think there should be pre-release copies. I think it should come out on one day for every person across the board. Period. You can't spend money on it. Till it does, we don't have supply issues anymore because the games are sold digitally. It's not like there's a line at a GameStop that you have to fight through. Um, and I think that after that, if you want to wait for the reviews, you wait for the reviewers to get it done on their own time and then purchase it at that point. That's the way it should be done because that way the reviewers are not incentivized to give good reviews. They don't get review copies, which are tampered with by the developers to make it better. Uh, and you don't have a, a, a massive loss of money for the consumer. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the pre-ordering that I do, uh, 
has been a bit lighter lately. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was God of War Ragnarok and then uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of have followed that same sort of idea of I have the money now. I'm going to do it. So that way it's paid for and I don't have to worry about it later. Right. Um, that said, uh, because I've shifted now to pre-ordering through Amazon, because I mm. don't even go into a GameStop anymore. Yeah, um, do I. even uh, it, it's and I, I'm sad about it, but that's a whole separate thing. Um, but yeah, the pre-ordering that I've done with Amazon, because I'm still hung up on physicals, how Amazon does their pre-orders is you don't get charged for it until it actually ships. So that's kind of backfired on me a little bit mm. because... Yeah, I'm saying I'm going to purchase this <laughs> right. now, but it doesn't come out. And then, you know, I just remembered the other day that there's a book that I have pre-ordered that's going to be shipping in September sometime. Oh, shit. Like, I, I that's, <laughs> that's something that I'm going to be paying yeah. for at some point. At that point, I, yeah. At that point. And I pre-ordered it back in March. That's February, funny. Something like that. It even that. defeats the purpose of that in a way. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Jason. I participate in it. So what I'm saying is I participate in it. Uh, I'm not exactly a fan of participating in it. And personally, I don't think it should exist. I don't think it should exist. I don't think pre or pre-release reviews should exist. I think Good. it should be it should be like it was. I hate to sound like an old man, but it should be like it was back in the Sega and Nintendo days. Game comes out, that's when everybody gets it. Period. Period. Yeah, the the one thing that you had mentioned that like I that frustrates me anymore is the pre-order for a couple days early access of the game, um, because there's like you mentioned, there's really no other reason to pre-order a game anymore mm -hmm. because yeah. of you know stuff like digital and everything. Right. Like that. that makes sense that you wouldn't have to pre-order the game, but. They have to have something to make you want to pre-order. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that they can do is early access of a game. But it frustrates me because then like, well, very clearly then it's done and ready to go and available to be played. Why do we not just put it out right. now? Right. Or at X time that, you know, they say that you can play it. Right. Like and honestly, an early access title. But honestly, with Remnant, I truly believe that that because they were publishing through uh, Gearbox on, on Remnant mm -hmm. 2 and I think that's a Gearbox thing I think that's a it thing is. that comes from the publisher uh, and then it's the same thing with uh, which they had they had the class that one of the classes unlocks uh, right right at the beginning if you pre-ordered otherwise you have to collect it which I really like that they put a way in to collect it in the game because if you remember Mecromancer was always paid for no matter what unless you pre-ordered it and that thing came out in the beginning so what's the point of the DLC you know what i mean like why this is this is part of the game that you cut off but they actually there was a way to get it in the game they just pre-unlocked it for people who had, who had done it yeah that's that's one thing that they've stopped doing a lot that i've noticed is every single place that you could pre-order a game had a special something for like mm -hmm skins or yep. this or that and i don't know what their like what their whole thought process was on that did they like expect it to be like a 
you're going to pre-order it from multiple places and buy multiple copies yeah, to get all just, of the things, like a Pokemon insane. situation? Or, you know, they're definitely hoping for that, that's for sure. Yeah, or, I mean, is it just strictly like, right. we hope that our thing is better than the other thing and it draws this type of person? <laughs> uh, Jason then continues and says, all caps, marry and reproduce. Oh my god, I did that. Uh, he then continues, uh, every time you say Evo, my brain goes to E-V-O, the search for Eden, which needs a modern remake. I don't remember saying Evo a ton. What the fuck were we talking uh, about it was, last time? Uh, one of the odds about Evo, uh, but that wasn't last week. That was the week before. Oh, Evo, the fighting game. Okay, yeah. Evo. I, I gotcha. Yeah, I never played E-V-E-O, the search, or sorry, E-V-O, the search for Eden. I'm going to have to look that up, Jason. Uh, I'll take your word for it, though. Uh, if car soccer can become super popular, it seems weird to me the car combat games has never really come back. I, I completely agree with that. We yeah. have, Not only that, we have car golf now on Game yeah. Pass. There's that weird jet car golf game, uh, which actually looks fun. I haven't gotten around to try it, though. Uh, Jason then continues, CONFORM, all caps, uh, <laughs> he's definitely going for something. Uh, then the next one, Rock Band 4, 2015. I think he was just date-checking us on that. Uh, yeah. He then continues, do you get to, uh, do you get to bet your soul against Satan's gold guitar? Golden guitar. <laughs> Uh, he then continues, my fake band is better than your fake band. But that would be cool in a game. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. down for that. Have a battle of the bands online with, with two different bands. Uh, that would be cool. Be cool as hell. Absolutely. Uh, he then continues, all caps, consume. Uh, then he says, one of the things I hated about those music games is they'd make one song from a band super popular. And if... Yeah. And it was never the band's best song. An example, Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force. Everyone is like, this band is awesome. Cool. But do you know other better songs of theirs? Starfire? No. Black Winter Once Night? In a no. So Soldiers of the Wasteland? No. Go away. Uh, <laughs> and then finally he ends, all caps, obey. Uh, so... There you go. That's that is fan interaction. Uh, do you got anything to add to that, or should we take off into Gamescom? Let's take off into Gamescom. Let's All right, we're gonna fly, fly into that <laughs> that abysmal Jeff Keeley shaped All right. sunset. I we're, we're gonna get into it because abysmal is not the word I would use to describe Gamescom this year. But we are not going to do what we had been doing because. I think we've both come to hate that format where we just read shit off a page uh, and then and then talk about that shit and everything takes really long and it becomes tedious. So we're going to kind of just talk about Gamescom. We're going to talk about the overall. We're going to talk about what excited us about it. We're going to talk about what misses. We're not going to get to every single fucking thing that was announced, especially since it was a week-long <laughs> festival that's just now ended. Uh, but, but we're going to discuss just the, the high points and highlights so feel free to put in the comments things we missed. We'll try and talk about them next week. But overall, we're just going to kind of go over the, the the big identity of it and jump around a lot. Have more fun with it, I guess. Jump Have around. more fun with the space. Jump around. Jump up, 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 and get down. <laughs> All right. Horrible Gaming Podcast. 
brings us to our talking points, ladies and gentlemen. That's Gamescom. Gamescom. Gamescom, really, really, I would say, is the only real festival, gaming festival, left yeah. on the planet, really. So Gamescom is a, uh, I believe it takes place in Britain, I want to say, England, somewhere Germany. in there? Germany. Germany, thank you. Uh, and uh, basically they, they set up tons of booths. People from outside can come and play demos. Uh, it's a big media scrum for all the, the, the media outlets. Uh, and you also get an opening day celebration hosted by Jeff fucking Keeley, who is like the roach that crawls into all of your video games. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about Gamescom. That just wrapped up. Uh, as of today, I want to say, I think it ended with uh, Digital Extremes' TennoCon, which I actually want to talk about that for a second at some point. Um, but yeah, so I want to talk about something first, because I know we should get right in to the opening day ceremonies, uh, but I, I want to talk about something that I have come to despise in video games especially with trailers and, and advertisement and marketing. And I may be alone on this, but I feel as though I am going to echo my audience's feelings on this. Live-action video game yes. trailers are yes. fucking I'm stupid, so annoying, this. and dumb. Uh, I don't want yes. them. I don't want to see them. And also, why are you spending all of my refund money on fucking actors and sound stages and fucking direction and everything else for me to watch something that's never going to be in the game, that's not the game, that's just a bunch of actors pretending to be in the game? They're fucking terrible and i want to say the biggest problem with this show that i had and i actually thought gamescom on a whole was good was the amount of live action or halfway live action trailers that we saw starfield had this huge live action trailer how much money do you think they put in that falcon live action trailer it was like 13 minutes and it was like a million dollars easy um then we had the, the Alan Wake 2 one was partially live action. I don't want live action trailers anymore. Game companies out there, we have no interest in them. If we want a movie, we will go see a movie. Do not give us live action trailers anymore, man. I want gameplay. I want release dates. I want hard facts. I do not want live action trailers. They mean nothing. They absolutely mean nothing. They are a waste of my time. They are a waste of the consumer's time. Stop. And they're a waste of your money. Uh, so I'm very glad that you brought this up. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we're on the same page I, on this one. Because I, I think if you this. had fought me on this, I would have lost my mind. I, I echo this wholeheartedly. Um, and honestly, I think it reeks of laziness and yeah. uh, basically the companies like being so terrified to do anything now that they want to make sure that they eliminate any any possible blowback. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like if they have a cinematic trailer, they're like, oh, well, this is what the game looks like. No, it's not. And now they're just doing like real human beings to be like, OK, you can't tell us, uh, you know, X, Y and Z. So here's, you know. Here's somebody like a, an actual fucking actor doing live action stuff. 
Uh, it, it has nothing at all to do with anything. And honestly, to me, the live action trailer feels more so like a cheap relic of the early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Because there were a lot of games that did that because they didn't have the ability back then to have the technology to do something that was like CG, but almost like realistic. Mm -hmm. So they would just, you know, say, screw it, hire somebody and actually, you know, shoot a live action uh, trailer. Like it can be okay if, you know, if it's just like an announcement initially, but like Starfield, we know has been coming out this this commercial that they had it basically is it was a commercial it wasn't even mm -hmm. a trailer it's something that you would see on tv to drum up hype you know between you know a, a weekly episode of some reality tv show mm -hmm. that has no bearing on the game whatsoever of what it's going to look like what it's going to be like what it's going to feel like honestly you could have taken that default shot and like the the whole thing was like the patch for the the yeah. group yeah, it could have literally just been like a, a stock video that yep. like they they could have just had a thing that just says insert patch here and yep. they just sell it to different. They could sell it to an aviation company. They could sell mm. it to a game company. They could sell it to anybody to where they it would fit. Just slap in whatever I, you want to slap in there. I think I look, I have been wrong before. I am willing to admit I've been wrong before. So if you are out there and you are listening and you are a person who actually gets excited when they see a live action trailer for, for gaming, for the game, not just excited in general. I mean, like, it makes you want to play the game more when you see a live action trailer. Put it in the comments why. And I won't, I won't attack you. I legitimately am curious if there is anybody out there who watches one of these fucking things and goes, ooh, yeah, I gotta go pre-order Starfield. Like, that's fucking insane. Nobody looks at a bunch of actors anymore in this era. And you're right. Back in the day, back in the 90s, the early 2000s, you couldn't really show game footage in a trailer and make people go, cool. Like, so they had all sorts of different weird live action ads. I remember the, the ad for Sonic Adventure 2 was like two actual hedgehogs and like one of them was like bad and the other one was good. And like, it, it was crazy shit back then. But nowadays, when, when the game footage is this good, who is watching a live action trailer and going, yeah, I definitely want to play Starfield now. Nobody. I don't think anybody. That's my suspicion. I think they are fucking, just like you said, relics of the past. We do not need them anymore. They are a waste of my fucking time and energy. They are a waste of your money, like the company's money. Like, how about you take all the money you spent on that ga gaudy-ass bullshit trailer and lower the price per unit by $5, okay? That's what I want. That's what I want. Like... Or take that money and spend it on an actual trailer. Don't fucking show me that shit anymore. I hate that shit. It's super frustrating. So now we've got that out of the way. Let's move on to some more positive, well, maybe positive things. Uh, opening night, uh, the overall, the overall, I, you said you didn't like it. It wasn't doing it for you. Nah. Nah, it wasn't doing it for me. Uh, there was... A Honestly, there was only one moment that I uh, it, truthfully, like, enjoyed, enjoyed. Okay. Uh, and that was the very first thing that they did. 
right hand in heaven. And right, <laughs> I looked it up after you said it. Oh, you suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could not. I could not. Uh, so right before they go into the Starfield stuff, Keely just needs, I don't know, better security detail or something. I think it's engineered. Things. I said it the last I'm time. I think now that, yeah. What it, was the last one where the guy year. wandered out? It was it the Game was, Awards again? It like, was, yes. Every was time that motherfucker's on stage, Awards. some shit happens. Some shit. Oh, it's Jose Ferris screaming fuck at the Oscars. Yeah. And then it's a guy running at the stage, and then it's the weird balls that were rolled down. And stuff, and now it's somebody and now attacking. It's, and I, now it's Grand Theft Auto, Bill Clinton, kid. I don't buy it for a second. I think it's this dude is just fucking having dudes come out and do. It's a viral moment so that he can get more eyes on it. That's this, what it is. Yeah, I I have to say it is like the first time that happened with the or last year when that happened. I thought it was hilarious with the. The kid showing up on stage for the Game of the Year award. Yeah, uh, I thought that was hilarious, and it's like, okay, they're surely they're never going to let that happen again. Yeah, uh, and then sure enough, they let it happen again. Yeah, uh, so we'll see if it happens <coughs> again, again uh, in uh, in winter for Keeley's Winter Fuck Fest. Yeah, uh, then yeah. there's yeah, one hundred percent like it's all staged like. Yeah. straight up and down. It just is. It just is. I don't I don't buy it anymore. Like every fucking one of his shows has these moments. Uh so so it was lackluster to you uh, yeah, as far there's... as the opening night. I, I do want to say the reason I didn't watch it for everybody out there is I don't watch these shows anymore. I, I straight up don't watch the show. The show part of this shit uh is it's just, it's garbage. It's Keely up there stroking his own ego and it's like what I do is I know the day that it's coming out and I just keep refreshing YouTube because that's what my YouTube is key to that shit and I know everything that pops up there is going to be on IGN 10 seconds later. So I just refresh it. Oh, new trailer. Watch it. Refresh it. New trailer. Watch it. Oop, new trailer. Watch it. You know? Um, I'm going to say right now, this is probably not a game for me, but... That being said, I think it had a really good showing here. I think people are very excited for it, and that's Black Myth Wukong. I think had a very good presence here. Uh, its trailer was pretty epic. Uh, that's the Souls-like, where you play the Monkey mm -hmm. King from, from Chinese Myth. And this has been coming for a while now. A and, long time. And it actually, it, it looks really good. I mean, Yeah, really I'm very good. curious. Yeah. Um... That was a that was a big highlight. The other the biggest highlight for me opening day, without a doubt, was Crimson Desert out of nowhere. That game looks phenomenal. That trailer trailer looked phenomenal. They actually show gameplay of it this time instead of just like kind of the cinematic thing they did the first time. And really so just to give some history on this, you know, Pearl Abyss made Black Desert, which is a very widely successful MMO. Then they made an absolute nightmare of a shooter called Cross Crossover or whatever I can't remember Cross X Crossfire X something like that. Yeah. Uh, however, I think like ten years ago, nah, not ten years ago, nah, probably like three years ago now, we saw trailers for Plan Eight, which was a game where you build exoskeletons and fight robots. 
We saw a trailer for Crimson Desert, which was like a fantasy Viking thing it almost looked like. We we saw trailers for like two other things. Um, at like I want to say like a summer game fest or something like that. There was some K-pop. Uh... That came out. That's out. Oh, Do- that Doken something Doken. Yeah. Back, that, yeah, that's out. That's been reviewed and everything. Yeah, that's oh. that's been out. Um, but Crimson Desert and Plan Eight vanished after that. We got cinematic trailers from them, so not anything really, just an idea of what it is, and then just nothing. They were re- really big, like, everybody was covering those cinematic trailers, then we just didn't hear about them, and all of them got delayed indefinitely. Uh, because the, if I recall correctly, all the trailers came out, like, right before COVID hit. And everybody was like, yeah, those aren't coming out anymore. But Crimson Desert came out of nowhere, they're definitely still working on it, uh, and uh, it had solid, cool, open-world gameplay. I'm very intrigued to see what that game is. Uh, it definitely doesn't look like it falls into the, the usual MMO tropes that Black Desert does. Uh, so I'm really interested to see what that is. The combat, the sword-fighting combat that they did in it looked really good and interesting. Um, I don't know. I It definitely piqued me a little bit. I'm going to be watching it. It's not one that... I'm, I haven't seen enough right now to be like, all in, day one. But, like, it definitely piqued my interest and uh, got me a little bit excited. I thought it was a bit, it was one of the the big surprises at the show. Uh, so, I think one of the ones that, uh, one of the things that actually kind of caught me by some relative surprise. Okay. Uh, the, the one that kind of made me be like, oh, wait, I care about this. Um, is the Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Uh, okay. The Cyberpunk 2.0 expansion. I'm not going to say that this is going to do everything that it said that they, you know, promised right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. But aside from the actual Phantom I Liberty expansion, they are basically launching a 2.0 version of the game. Yes. They're redoing the perk system. They're promising improved... Uh, like police AI, they're doing like actual vehicle combat and mm-hmm. chases now. So we're getting on par from what they had mentioned that, that they had originally said that they were going to do. Yeah. I will be very curious to see when that expansion comes out and that 2.0 uh, version comes out, what that changes and how that changes like the overall uh, feeling that people have towards cyberpunk and if it puts it more on par with like this is what the game should have been when it launched well I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the audience right now uh, and I'm gonna let them vote because cyberpunk everybody knows my ordeal with cyberpunk and what has gone down uh, I can't get a refund out of them there's just no way I've tried everything I've given up however because I can't get a refund I still own that game it's it's still mine. Uh, when 2.0 comes around, do you want me to take another shot at it uh, and see if they finally delivered the game that they said they were going to deliver in the first place? I don't think they have. I still think I... they overpromised. Is my thing. I think. I think it's going to be a solid experience. I think probably now it's a solid experience. It's just my problem is they promised things they never delivered, and from what I see, don't have any like idea of delivering. You know. 
I would be very curious. I mean, I'll be the first one to vote in this, as I would be very curious to see what you would have to say about, because you've not gone back, back to it since basically launch, correct? I tried so hard to play it at launch, and no, I have not. Because I just decided if I'm trying to get a refund out of it, I, I'm not even going to have it you on my hard stop. drive. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I'm not even going to touch that fucking thing. So, and I have been trying to get a, a refund. They've stopped e emailing me, so I'm <laughs> I was about to say, I'm I done. think at this point, <laughs> I think at this point, we've all kind of... I think of we've done it. It's done. I'm not getting my money. I should get my money, but I'm not getting my money. So... That's that's fine. I might take another swing at it after Phantom uh, Phantom Liberty comes out and just see. Um, it's not. It's never going to be a game I play because it has hurt me. It has hurt me, and that wound will not heal. Um, but yeah, I think that's really interesting. I think that's interesting. You brought it up. Um, I, I my my biggest problem too isn't even that the game. Like, that's great that they're getting around to making the game better, but, like, no matter how you spin this to me, you promised something you didn't deliver. You overpromised on something you didn't deliver, and now we have to pick up the pieces. You know what I mean? So, like, great. You've got a 2.0 coming out with more experience to it, but, like, it's still not what what you promised. And, and the one of the biggest problems with... Um, the games industry is the consumers at large forget, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I never forget. I never. We've already talked about this. Zach I never forget. Zach is Pepperidge Farms. I remember. Okay, I remember. I remember what Cyberpunk promised, and I remember what they delivered, and I'm not gonna forget that. Um, especially since I don't think right now. They're going to deliver on that. I think what they're going to do is they're going to be like, well, people will be happy with the changes, so they'll forget all the things that we did promise, you know? Um, yeah. Continue. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I think the bit, the, not, not to belabor on cyberpunk, uh, yeah. but I think the main reason that cyberpunk could not initially get away with the well, we'll fix it later mentality is because this game was hyped up to be so many different things, so much all mm -hmm. at once. Yep. Um, and there was such a long and storied tale to it. And the fact that it was like, uh, it's strictly straight up and down a single player, you know, narrative driven, no multiplayer, no anything, even though there initially was going to be a multiplayer factor to it. Mm -hmm. um, a whole lot of zip zero uh you know came out in regard to that it was it was just touted as this big accomplishment whereas something that's like a live service or something like that you, you can put it out and be like lean on the fact well you know these things are always getting <coughs> fixed and improved so right you know it's fine i feel like that's why cyberpunk couldn't get away with it yeah I think that uh, it's one of the biggest problems. That's one of my biggest concerns with with Starfield is I, f I feel like that's the same thing. They've really overpromised yeah. here, and and honestly, I'm not gonna lie. This last week, I because what they would do is they would promise, and then like the next day they'd be like, yeah, but it's not quite that, you know. I feel yeah. this last week they've been like really double downing on the overpromising with like 
Todd Howard going on and saying that like the game doesn't even start until you finish the story. I'm like, yeah, what I the fuck do you that. mean the game like, doesn't even start till you finish yeah. the story? Like, is there more story? Like, I I don't like that kind of stuff overhypes people. You know what I mean? It makes people exactly. think that there's more there. And I I've already watched a couple of videos where people are already like taking comments and then they're they're speculating on what those comments mean. And uh, that's not their fault. It's the company's fault because they say things that'll be like, oh, it's this. And then, but they don't, they don't give it a defined nature. You know, they'll say something like, you can romance NPCs, but they don't give it a defined nature. So everybody just starts speculating. I can marry anybody or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, or it's like, it was, it was stated as one thing, but mm -hmm. when you boil it down in the end, it's actually something entirely it's different. Entirely different. Because they were like, you can romance anybody uh -huh. in this group of four people. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so yeah. So I do want to talk about something slightly negative for a second. And uh, okay. I, so... This game, I am really torn on this game because this game has looked really interesting and cool to me since day one. Uh, but I, I am a real critic of their messaging on it so far, and that's not going to stop today. Um, I'm talking about Nightingale. I was, uh, I was from the yeah. from the new developers, all massive X Bioware kind of Mass Effect people. Um, looks really interesting, like survival, but it's kind of got this weird, almost like Victorian fe steampunky feel to it, and you, you world hop and slay things. Um, they showed off a new trailer, and they gave a, a finally gave a release date for their beta. Their beta is in February, uh, February of next year. And I just want to point out, this is a delay. This is something that... <laughs> That bothers me is they presented this trailer like, here it is. And you're like, wait, a, you said this was going to be out this year. You said this was going to be out fall this year. And their messaging on this game has been absolute shit. When they first launched it, they said, join the beta. But you couldn't join a beta because there was actually no beta. You joined a newsletter for them to potentially invite you to, to alpha testing but they never actually invited anybody to alpha testing. They never did any of that. Uh, and then they just kept showing trailers and saying that it was coming this year, that a beta was coming this year, or early access was coming this year, but never actually gave a date or anything. Now they've said that early access is coming next year, February 22. And I will be honest, I'm... Excited about this game, but the messaging that they have presented makes me very nervous, and it definitely assuages some of my excitement. So, uh, yeah, so this is one of those things, this this game, <laughs> I remember when they first, like, announced it and everything, I was like, wow, it looks interesting, but it's straight up and down, like, the antithesis of everything <laughs> that I enjoy <laughs> in the game. Yeah, I remember um, that because you were like, I'm really excited. I was like, you don't know yeah, what that game it, is, do you? Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is it looks it looks like something that it's not, which is throwing me off. Yeah. But, uh, uh, the, the thing that actually kind of kills me with that is 
that game is now like not not that game but the whole multiverse thing is the new zombie. yes yeah like yeah it's in everything now like my wife was talking about it because one of my wrestling shows was called multiverse united and he was like she was like multiverse is in wrestling now <laughs> like, right. like right. i was like it's it's a forbidden door thing but like still yeah multiverse is a hot button like there's a multiverse everybody's gotta have one every everything's everyone everything's got a multiverse and yeah it's starting to get to the point that we've we've run out of the good ideas and multiverses like that thing like uh abraham lincoln vampire hunter was the <laughs> first time that i was like wow we really have no ideas for anything we're just gonna say hey um what what if history but vampires like <laughs> that's and that's this what if survival game but multiverse like <laughs> They're just slapping multiverse on stuff now and calling it a thing. Yeah. Movies, TV shows. I mean, it works sometimes, but in this case, like, I get the vibe from this mm -hmm. game that it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't think it was like, a, it, it, like, this isn't a knock on it or anything, but I feel like it was just one of those things to where they came up with an idea and they were like, but we need to add just like an extra little bit of zhuzh to it to like, give it a little extra flair i know multiverse mm. like one person had the idea and the other was like yeah fucking that multiverse let's do that and like that's and so maybe maybe i i'm i'm still interested in it it still looks good it does speak my language a little bit mm -hmm. uh I, I will say this. I'm not actually a big survival game guy. Like, the whole feed yourself, drink water all the time thing. Like, I'm not huge into that. I like building, and I like crafting, and I like looting for things. But, like, the the idea, like, like Medieval Dynasty and those kind of games were like, all right, I got to cut down seven trees to build my house, and then I got to go find some fucking twigs to put the trees together, and I got to put the... Like, I, I don't like that much empty real life work in my video games usually mm. um so i don't know that was actually a little off-putting to me i did like the multiplayer aspect and i also like that you can build like like it's not like huts and shit it's like you build like really big cool buildings and cities uh in it but and i i do like the questing and the weapon kind of feel of it uh but i, I still have high hopes i just their messaging has been atrocious on this thing uh, so hopefully no delays, no more delays. This does go into early access next February and we can see what they actually offer for us. Um, so I'm trying to think, I think there's really only, I think there's only really one other thing that I kind of wanted to bring up and I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I feel like this is one thing that we haven't super, uh, talked about you and I, cause we're both okay. fans of it. Uh, how are we feeling about Sonic Superstars? Well, uh, that is one of the things I was going to talk about too. Uh, I I don't know, I don't know. I, I I've I've gone on record here. I love Sonic and I loved the old Sonic games, but the old Sonic games did a thing that in my older age I've come to hate, which is uh, I don't like in a game where it teaches you to do something and then punishes you for doing the thing that it taught you to do. Like, that's not the thing that I like. I like when a game teaches you to do something, and if you do that correctly, you accomplish it. If you fail it, 
you you get punished. With Sonic, especially the original ones, and and I still love them. There's still like nostalgic love in my heart for them, but like as an adult who has been playing video games now for 20 plus years, uh, it's very, very frustrating when it's like, hey, run fast, and then you run fast into a wall of spikes. And it's like, you told me to run fast. It's like, yeah, but you had to jump. You never told me to jump. You didn't ever tell me that I had to jump. I just You just put spikes there. So like, it becomes this like level memorization thing. So 2D Sonics don't really have the same sway over me that they used to. I'm much more into it becoming a successful 3D franchise, which I think it accomplished with Sonic Frontiers. Um, so I don't know how I am with Sonic Superstars, especially since this trailer showed off that it's got four-player co-op uh, on screen, and I'm, I just want to say... <laughs> Four-player co-op in platform can be dumb fun, but it is very hard. Melissa and I have played the the Mario Wii U stuff, and you're constantly running into each other. Uh, you're constantly knocking each other off cliffs and stuff like that, which which is kind of fun kind of in the moment, but to play it long-term, it just ends relationships. Uh, and that's in a Mario game where you're not necessarily moving fast. Uh, with Sonic, the whole thing's about speed... I'm very worried with a four-player co-op focused game that's 2D Sonic that it will be extremely fast. They'll have some sort of weird little brother thing uh, where, mm -hmm. like, you if you can't stay on the screen, you just vanish. Uh, yeah. Or it'll or is it gonna split? Is it gonna split screen seamlessly? Yeah. Like I no. I don't understand yeah. how they're gonna do this. Um, and honestly, I was much more excited for it. Like I said, I was never going to get like super hyped for it because of the reasons I previously mentioned. But I was much more excited for it the first trailer we saw where it was just Sonic running around, you know. Uh, this trailer showed all four characters like moving through the oh, environment nice. together. And you're like, this is like, th this looks like me and my daughter playing and her crying. Like, that's what this looks like to me. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody had at one point or another somebody that they played with and whoever had Tails in Sonic 2 it was always the same thing. Whoever was Sonic would take off, Tails would be off screen, and if you're playing with somebody who is uh, a particular type of dick, they would make sure that Sonic was constantly moving mm -hmm. so that Tails never landed, so you never got to play. Never and it got wound to play. Up, it wound up just being you watching them play. Yep. Um, honestly, I, I think my biggest issue with it, I think it's mainly because I've been burned so badly with Sonic the Hedgehog 4. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified that it's going to wind up being like Sonic the Hedgehog 4. Uh, yeah. that, that 3d was trash for it. Sonic mania was a godsend when that came through. I very much think that Sonic is what would be one of those franchises where they can do both. Yeah. They can have their mainline regular releases in 3d to right. be the ones that are like the main money makers but still have every five to eight years yeah. a new 2D pixel art version of the game come out. Yeah. 
I and they even alluded to that whenever Sega had made some sort of statement that like this is what the formula is going to be going forward. We're going to have 2D and we're going to have 3D. And I mean, they're technically not wrong. Um, I just thought that they would be sticking with that same art style. Right. Sonic Mania is one of my favorite Sonic games of all time. I've gone through, I got the DLC and I've played through now every single character and beat the game with every single character and have a save file for them. Right. Um, I was hoping that's what this, uh, this other Sonic game was going to be. I, I'm worried. I would have to watch some sort of reviews or anything before yeah. I pull the trigger and buy that one. Cause I don't know. I'm, I'm more in line with the traditional Sonic games. Well, you won't have to wait long nonetheless, because no, it does come true. out October 17th, which is a lot sooner than I was expecting it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it definitely, the trailer definitely made me more nervous than more excited for it. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, I do want to, uh, we, we're running low on time. Uh, so I, I want to kind of move a little bit, um, because I really want to talk about the stuff at the Tenocon. Uh, well, yeah. the one thing in particular, but, um, I do want to say overall, one thing I absolutely love about Gamescom is the behind the, the interviews and the media people talking directly to us. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that we used to get at E3 that we don't get because E3 is not a thing anymore. We don't get it at Summer's Games Fest because it's just IGN. Uh, we, Gamescom, you actually you actually have people interviewing people. Uh, they're on the show floor. They're talking about their feelings on a, a demo or a game right afterwards. I specifically love the fact that they did a seven-minute demo uh, video of Towerful, uh, Towerborn, which everybody knows that's my next like underground Zack game. Uh, and then they talked to the developer about it for six minutes, which was really cool. That kind of stuff is the thing we miss out on when E3 goes away, and Gamescom is the only place you still get that. And that's one of the things that was like the high point of Gamescom was for me, was we, we are getting some of that like, some of that feedback from people actually watching or playing things, which, which, which I enjoyed, you know, um, yeah. So uh, the the other thing I want to talk about, uh, unless you have something to add to that, no. Uh, Tenocon was kind of how Gamescom finished it off. Obviously, it wasn't at Gamescom, but they always like schedule it right here. Uh, and Tenocon is the uh, like. The Warframe is so big that it's got its own con now. But one of the coolest things about Digital Extremes is they actually have another game coming uh, that they've been showing off through TennoCon, uh, and that's called Soul Frame. They had a 31-minute gameplay demo uh, that I urge anybody to go check out. That game looks absolutely phenomenal. It looks like a completely different animal from Warframe, which surprised me. Like... And this was really the first time we've gotten... We saw like a little like pre-alpha demo thing. Uh, I want to say early this year or late last year. Uh, but this was the first time we really saw what Soul Frame was going to be. And personally, I've just been kind of expecting it to be like... Play and look exactly like Warframe, but fantasy. You know what I mean? Um, it's not. It's not at all. They went much harder roleplay. They got a lot more in-depth on the... Uh, like, they slowed combat way down, and it's much more methodical in this. 
Uh, I was very excited when I was done with this 31-minute minute gameplay reveal. I urge anybody to go check it out because it looks amazing. It still has some of the tenets of Warframe, like the procedurally generated dungeons on the missions uh, and stuff like that. And, and you can definitely tell, like... Some of the aesthetic choices are like, oh, this is Warframe Medieval, you know, uh, and, and some of the way the, 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 the uh, NPCs pop in and talk to you are very Warframe-esque. But the, the combat, the feel, uh, how you create the characters, and they're also doing some stuff that's really interesting with, like, the powers and character generation and stuff like that that I'm very excited for. Like, the whole game is about finding ancestors and reconnecting them to you and your tribe which then sets up a spiritual village on a different plane that you can visit and i was like this that sounds cool right there this is a right off the bat that's cool but the ancestors that you find and bring to the village are the kind of build options you end up getting for your character uh which just uh man there's a part where that where he rides a giant wolf at one point like i'm like Oh God, that 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 trailer blew me away, uh, and it is one of the first things in a long time that I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to hear more about that game. Yeah, I was very much expecting that game. I, I had not watched this gameplay. You uh, should, man. You you should check was, out like the first ten or fifteen minutes of it at least, because it's 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 really interesting stuff. Yeah, I was very much expecting it to be just another live service copycat spinoff yeah of, hey you like this right it's the same thing mm -hmm. but in a different setting yep but it kind of sounds like it's not it i'm gonna actually send you a link to the video so that you can watch it at some point uh because it it really isn't i was just thoroughly blown away because uh, honestly i like warframe I would have been okay with this is just Warframe but medieval. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been fine with me. I would have been accepting of that. Uh, but this is not that. And, uh, like, they definitely reworked some systems. And I like that they did that, too. Because that's going to be, like, it's going to be a different flavor. Instead of just a different setting, it's going to be a different flavor. It's going to be, like, do you want the fast-paced, kind of crazy, arcadey gunfighting and ninja fighting of Warframe? Or do you want the slower-paced medieval sword fights of Soulframe? I'm just really... I'm really interested and really intrigued by this game. Um, and it is very original in flavor, too, which is rare nowadays. So, all right. Well, with that done, if there's anything else you want to add to Gamescom, uh, or should we head to news? Uh, let's, let's head on over to them, our news is. All right. Well, and if there is anything at Gamescom that you guys think we should discuss that we failed to discuss here, put it in the comments below. We'll talk about it next week. We don't have any problem with that. Like I said, it's a week long festival. There was literally hundreds of trailers coming out every day. It's impossible for us to talk about all of it. So we'll be right back with your news stories. Horrible gaming podcast. Brings us to our last segment, ladies and gentlemen, the news. We like to collect news stories, tell you about those news stories, headlines that interest us, that may interest you, riff about them, all of that stuff. So, for the news, Neil, I have four. How many do you have? I also have four. Mm, but now! 
All right, who wants to go first then? Uh, I'll go first uh, because you're gonna steal one of mine, so you should probably go first. Oh, so you did you did put it on your list anyways? I I actually already had it on my list. I just forgot to remove it, and now okay. I'm seeing it there, and I'm like, oh, okay, I I forgot to remove that. So I actually technically only have three once you say it, but I'll yeah. let you say it. So, uh, big news uh, came out this past week. Uh, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario for many years now, nearly twenty years at this point. Uh, is actually going to be stepping away from the role of doing the voice acting for Mario. Um, he's actually going to be something, whatever the hell this is, a, a Mario ambassador. <laughs> um, whatever that's supposed to mean. Uh, in fact, they also revealed that the voice of Mario in that uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder trailer is already the new person who yeah. is going to be doing the voice. So he didn't even do the voice for that. Leaving uh, his last official voice role for a Mario project being the Mario movie. Um, but, you know, not as Mario. Mario. Which, yeah. Uh, two different characters. Is, <laughs> yeah, two different characters. And honestly, I don't know if this is something that was in the works. I really hope that it's not something that like it was just him being bitter about. I don't, I don't think that's it. I know. think he's stepping away because he's old dude. And he's, I mean, yeah, he's older for sure. Like it, there could also be an illness thing. We don't know about, uh, something along those lines. I hope that's not it, but I don't foresee this being any sort of like nastiness. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm sure that if there is nastiness, we'll hear about it in the next year or two. But, uh, but yeah, I. What's funny to me is, like, like part of me is almost like, oh, so that's why he didn't voice Mario in the movie. That's why Chris Pack got the part. Like, like, like he was our, he was already planning on walking away. Like, uh, I, I almost feel like it's the opposite. Like he's been doing this for how many years, and he's just like. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm ready to be retired, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's really interesting. I think it's really interesting. I don't think it's bitterness because from what I understand, he worked very closely with Chris Pratt on the, the whole movie thing. Uh, at least according to Chris Pratt. Uh, yeah. so like, I don't feel like, that would be, you know what I mean? I don't think that would happen if you were super bitter. I also don't think you'd then voice two separate side characters if you were bitter. You know what I mean? That's true, yeah. So I, I don't think it's necessarily bitterness. I think more or less he was already planning on stepping away, uh, and this has been something in the works. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody deserves a break. Everybody deserves to be yeah. done. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's true. Like, stop trying to make Robert Downey get in the Iron Man suit. Just, just like they—they've done enough, man. They've done enough. No, I think he's Let got one more run in Secret oh, God, Wars, and then call fucking quits. Marvel people. Just one more. Just you one more Marvel in Secret people. Wars. No, then you'll just say just one more after no. that. No, you guys are always be... saying one more. He's dead. Let him be dead, man. Jesus Christ. Secret Wars is where he's gonna. Secret Wars is where he's gonna undo everything. I've also noticed that this. 
this podcast over the past month has slowly become a movie cast. It's, it's got a couple of movie <laughs> stuff in there, but just let them be done. Let people be done every once in a while. Let characters and movies and roles be done. Like, that needs to happen. We get the franchise fatigue, man. Um, all right, well, I'll go with my first actual one then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get the shitty one out of the way. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Part of me even thinks that I should lobby this for half points, but uh, when it when it comes prediction time, but uh, Microsoft thinks it's found a way around the UK because they're the only peoples. The CMA and Bravo to you, CMA, Bravo to you. The UK is holding tight. They're like, no, this is not good. It's not legal. We're not undoing it. Uh, the Microsoft's last appraisal went uh, not appraisal uh, um. Uh, appeal went through to the CMA ruling and they said, no, it's upheld. So what they have to do now is they have to redo the deal in some way to get it through the CMA, uh, the, the consumer marketing authorities uh, uh, stuff in the UK. To do this, they have sold the cloud streaming rights of all Activision Blizzard games to Ubisoft. Let me make, make clear what this means to everybody. How the fuck did I miss this? I don't know how you missed this. This is huge. Uh, oh, so, so let me make clear what this what means. What the fuck is happening? Ubisoft does not own any of the products, any of the games. What they instead do is they take a cut of them, and when they are played on cloud services, and those cloud services... Who gets to, to stream those games are decided by Ubisoft. That has to be directly purchased from Ubisoft. This is the weirdest agreement in the world. So basically what happens is uh, if you're a, a cloud-based service and you're like, hey, I want Call of Duty on my cloud-based service, uh, you don't go to Microsoft. You go to Ubisoft. And Ubisoft is like, yeah, sure, you can, but you have to direct all the checks to Microsoft. Like That's what this is. It's insanity however i do feel it totally totally gives my argument weight that ubisoft and microsoft have been in a room together for the last two years trying to negotiate a settlement but can't because of all this ftc stuff that keeps coming up so they can't announce because this is crazy and also so the whole plan now is Phil Spencer's like, well, now that we've sold it to them, they run the cloud-based stuff, which is what the UK's biggest problem was with the deal. We're going to resubmit the deal because the deal is a new deal. It's not the same deal anymore because of this now. Uh, and they have to all over again reject it. But but he's like, but they're not going to reject it now because Ubisoft actually decides what services the uh, the Activision Blizzard games go on. Uh, so, yeah, first and foremost, the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, it's, it's like some crazy-ass circular logic to find uh, grasping at straws to make something go. Well, and, and, but, and what you're going to do, uh, what you're immediately going to do if this does go through, what do you think they're going to do immediately if this went through? They'll buy Ubisoft. So that, that's what I was going to say is like, so this is going to be all the more awkward 
when mm -hmm. they closed this Activision Blizzard deal, and then in a year or two, they announced that they're going to try to buy Ubisoft. Yep. Um, completely negating all this faffery that's going on yep. right now to make this shit yep. go through. Um, I, I, Honestly. Somebody, please, for the love of all that is good and holy, there has to be one single human somewhere who is just like, uh... Hey, hold on a second. <laughs> like, there, there has to be somebody. Other please than us? That we're, I don't know. We're not, please tell me that the, the people running all of this shit are not that fucking stupid. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> because now, the other thing is, too, now, this is uh, a huge influx of cash to Ubisoft, right? So, in a way... Microsoft just bought Ubisoft because Microsoft now has leverage over Ubisoft via this whole fucking deal. So, like, in a way, Microsoft is like, oh, well, we can't buy you because of everything that's going on with the FTC. So we're going to work out this fucking insane agreement where we can basically feed you money via our products. But they're still our products, so you're still kind of, you know what I mean? Like... You're now you're kind of tied to us like th that kind of stuff drives me nuts. And I will be very surprised, very surprised if we don't start seeing almost all the Ubisoft games going to Game Pass, because why not? Like at this point, why wouldn't you? You'd be like, well, we got to put it on Game Pass because Microsoft likes us now like this. This is like this is like a way around buying Ubisoft and having to deal with that backlash. It's a way around not being able to buy the Activision Blizzard. It's it's just the loopholiest loophole that's ever loopholed. It's a double and loophole. It's a double loophole. It is insane fucking tomfoolery. Uh and just just ridiculous. I don't I I yeah. Uh, please. CMA. Consumer Market Authority. You guys, for some reason, have been an absolute bastion of good sense and intelligence up until now. Until now. Please, please <laughs> don't look at this deal and go, yeah, this works. Please. This please don't they do that. They said they pinky swear. They said they pinky swear. <laughs> so, like, it's okay. Yeah. Right? Right? Uh, all right. Well, that was my only negative one, thankfully. Uh, so I'm going to go on to my next one. Guess what, guys? Uh, the PSP is back, kind of, uh, in that Sony has finally given a name to Project oh, God. Q. God. God in heaven. Project this Q. This fucking thing. Project Q is called the PlayStation Portal. This fucking thing. Um, I, so... I didn't put this on my my news but i cannot wait to talk about this so the psp uh the playstation portal here we got a price on it and it is two hundred dollars um and i know i was kind of surprised because i was expecting something closer to three hundred dollars but two is fine no um, it isn't no it isn't two hundred dollars when you need well, the for, system for what it does it's, it's not worth 200 So an Elite controller is almost $200. This thing uh, is basically an Elite controller with a screen. Yep. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> it requires Wi-Fi connection. Uh, 
it can be done across two Wi-Fi, so you can have your PS5 work as a server at home, and you play games on this thing where you are out and about, but then you're worried about two internet connections and not just one. Uh, it also has no Bluetooth at all. None. <laughs> it's Zero Bluetooth. It requires oh, use of Sony's proprietary PlayStation or Sony Link wireless connection uh to be able to do anything mm -hmm. uh literally nothing at all runs natively on it it requires <laughs> the connection if you effectively if you cut this thing on and try to do anything on it outside of connect to the internet to use this uh it, it's not gonna do anything no. i think for what it actually does Oh, and please while don't it's a tell very me this is good. Niche, no, it's not okay. good. Okay, no, please. it's not good. Please. But a $200 price is pretty appropriate for what it no. Well, not, doesn't do, no. I guess, is more so. No. Um, no, I mean, disagree. I don't think this is something that I I'd maybe pay 100 for it if I was a PlayStation guy. Maybe. It's, 200 yeah, I mean, is fucking stupid. I mean, you got to think, too. It's effectively, it's a... It is a controller with a screen built in it. The it's a Wii U. It's a PlayStation yeah, it's, oh yeah, it U. Turns it into a Wii U. That's yeah. what it is. It's a PlayStation U. <laughs> when, Your controller runs seventy bucks. When this was announced, so one hundred and thirty is <laughs> the touch screen and the wireless bullshit. I think this, it's pretty on par. I think that's insane. I think the idea that you that you're buying a screen with a controller on it that only works with the games and system you already paid $600 worth. They, IGN did a story on this right afterwards, uh, yeah. right after it was announced. The story was uh, PlayStation Portal versus the Steam Deck. I read the article. <laughs> the, the article was like, was like 2,000 words uh, of different ways of saying, it's not, it's not that. It's not ever going to be that. It's not anywhere close to that. Like, every comparison was like, well, the Steam Deck does all this. Portal doesn't. Well, the Steam Deck does all this. Portal doesn't. Well, the Steam Deck does all this. Portal, Portal doesn't. Well, Steam, it's, it's, this is fucking insane. And I, personally, I think PlayStation's, I think Sony's tone deaf on this. The idea that you would be like, you would look at the worst-selling console slash peripheral uh, in the history of gaming and be like, "We should do that now." Uh, is is insanity to me? If this if this sells well, I I I don't know. I don't know how I continue this podcast at that point because I am I am truly out of touch with the consumer. If this sells well at that, because it's not a two hundred dollar handheld. It's a $700 handheld. Like it's, a, it's 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 not a $200 handheld, it's a $200 controller. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. yeah. and that's that's what I was getting at with like the Elite or the, like even the PlayStation Edge controller. Honestly, even that, even their premium PlayStation Edge controller, it's $180. So Which 20 is more dollars is this thing. I want to go um, ahead and double down on the whole appropriate price thing. I would not pay $180 for a controller if you put a fucking gun in my mouth. That That's insane. I, have two of them. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that right now because 
you're my friend and I would say things to you that would make you not my friend anymore. That's an insane amount of but you also paid for a light around your bed. I I think that like That's fair. <laughs> I think that like that's an insane amount. I will never pay that much for a controller. The day that like controllers cost $180 standard will be the day I am no longer a video gamer. Like period. Like that's an insane amount of money to spend for a controller. An insane amount of money to spend for a controller. I the top I've ever spent out is 80. Top. It reminds me of Do you remember Years ago, Sony did a PlayStation television. No, I do not. Yeah, so Sony did this thing. It was a 3D TV. It was PlayStation television, and there were a very limited number of games that were able to do this. But it was simultaneous split screen on the full screen. It had a whole bunch of gimmicks oh. associated with it. It was basically kind of had the specs of a computer monitor um, at high refresh rate, everything like that. But the one big gimmick that it had was you could wear uh, 3D glasses and sit at a particular angle staring at the TV to where two people could be playing at the same time and only see their screen because it was two separate images overlaid <laughs> on top of each other from two different angles. So they sold the whole ass TV for that. No of, screen cheating. <laughs> right. I think that was one of the taglines for it too. That's um, funny. But yeah, they made a PlayStation TV uh, for that. Uh, it is very reminiscent of that. They are creating, uh, they are manufacturing a problem or a, a, a product for a problem that does not exist. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I agree. I think that the, this is a really, really dumb product. Like, one of the dumbest products PlayStation has ever put out in the history of products, to be honest. I think if if I ever buy one of those, it's gonna it's be when meal. it's, like, maybe a hundred bucks. Because uh, I would... I, if I was a PlayStation 5 guy, I would consider it for a hundred bucks. Or, or I'd consider putting it on a birthday or a Christmas list. Right. You know? Like, like okay, I get it. But, like, <laughs> but, but $200. To, the big problem. And you can't even use anything with it. Like, oh. The massive, huge asterisk problem with this hmm. is it demands yeah. an immaculate internet connection. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a connection that's even just good, right? Even if it's Don't just bother. good and not immaculate, you're not time. I I think another big problem with this is the lack of any extra shit you can do on it. Like the that, fact that's, that it doesn't have Bluetooth. Blows yeah, me away. yeah, the, the no Bluetooth. The, yeah, the the extra features. Like if this was something I could use as almost like a tablet in addition. To play like then I then I'd be like all right two hundred now we can talk about it but like uh, yeah I I think the lack of features the lack of like like the whole proprietary restriction and then the internet like I I'm gonna tell you right now playing on Wi-Fi sucks everybody it just it just sucks it does um, kind of if you if you're on a console I think can make it work but like but like for that kind of shit 
like doubling up, like going through something into something else, it's not going to be a really awesome experience unless your Wi-Fi is amazing. And Wi-Fi is the hardest thing to make amazing. You know what I mean? Yes. I, com- I commonly have Wi-Fi problems with my kid's computer on Roblox, let alone like other shit. And I have good internet, so like, I don't know. I mean, and it's not even just internet too. Like at this point, you have to spend damn near $500 on a good mesh Wi-Fi 6 setup or else yeah. it's not it's just not going to happen. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um all right, so my next one. Uh this one's a fun one. So, Baldur's Gate 3 has done what no other game can do and they have actually gotten Microsoft to break their I I don't know what it's called. The parody. The parody. Yeah, they, they they broke so, their parody rules. So, yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to Xbox. It will come to Xbox on all consoles. However, on the One S, there will be no split-screen feature uh, for the co-op play. On the One X, there will be. That was the big thing that was hanging them up. But here's what's really fucking cool about this. is Baldur's Gate 3 is doing something that I... I cannot remember the last game that did this. I am sure there are games that did this. I Probably Rocket League, but... Baldur's Gate 3 has cross, not just cross-play, but cross-save parity across all three mediums. You can take your save from an Xbox to a PC to a PlayStation. It is all the way across the way it should be. So if you save a game on Xbox, you can play that same game save on your PC on your your PlayStation. Of course, you would have to own three copies of the game on three different mediums. I don't know why you do that, but still, <laughs> you can. And I think that is really fucking cool. Uh, it is... It, 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 like Those are two huge walls that Baldur's Gate 3 has broken down. And I, I think... I think... And I've never played Baldur's Gate 3. I don't know if I will ever play Baldur's Gate 3. I don't know if it will end up being Game of the Year for us or anybody else. But I'm going to say this. I think Baldur's Gate 3 will go down in history as a history-making game. It has changed the way we look at RPGs, changed the way we look at AA games, and it has, not just us, because we already kind of looked at AA as the new AAA, but like the general populace, the way they look at AA games, to the point where AAA games are afraid of them. Uh, And it has also broken down parity rules and broken down cross-save rules in a way that a lot of other games hasn't. I think this game should go in a fucking Hall of Fame at this point, regardless of whether I ever play it. Just the things it's accomplished in the industry have been unheard of. Yeah, I know the uh, parity thing has been something that Microsoft has struggled with Mm -hmm. because they're trying to (laughs) effectively be able to say, hey, there's no reason that you have to have one over the other for your console because they've chosen to do this weird thing with this console generation uh, to be like, hey, no necessary, there's no good, better version because it's all the same. Right. The parody thing has screwed them all the way up to this point. And I was reading an article that that is exactly what has been holding Xbox back on this generation not even just you know this game in particular i'm glad that they had the sense to finally say like look it's just not going to happen Mm 
yeah. what are they gonna do just full-on just say like nah that we're just not gonna release the game on here well I mean, and they would be them they would be able to do that if the game wasn't so popular what i think is right. interesting too is larian already told them to go fuck themselves because xbox was trying to buy them and Sven, I think that's his name, the guy who runs Larian, actually straight up put in the media that, like, they tried to buy us, we decided to stay independent, period. Which is even more like, go fuck yourself, you know? And to then have your game be so earth-shatteringly demanded that Xbox, even after you gave them the middle finger, has to cave on one of their, like, holy grail rules mm -hmm. is such a fucking accomplishment. Like... Of all the people to fuck the establishment, like Larian really did. Like R Larian really was like, was like, no, you can't buy us. And I'll tell you another thing: you're gonna reverse that parody thing because otherwise you're gonna be the only fucking thing out there you can't get Beldar's Gate three on. Have fun with that shit, you know. I wonder uh, too. Like, did it say when it's coming to Xbox or just? Uh, I did not mark it in my notes. I am not one hundred percent sure. I'm gonna go ahead because, and check while you talk. Because I think it's very interesting too. There's a lot of people who may have an Xbox but also have a PC. They will have just gone and bought it on PC anyways. I'm wondering what those sales numbers are gonna wind up being because I feel like Microsoft may have shot themselves in the foot at that point that's possible uh, be because they didn't allow i mean that was an issue that happened anytime somebody some sort of either exclusive deal or does not have a very popular game on one platform everybody rushes to where that needs to be i mean or where that is um playstation with street fighter 5 it was the same thing uh they straight up and down. It's only on PC and only on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. uh, that is it. You cannot get it on Xbox. And it suffered as a result. And they learned their lesson yeah. because Street Fighter Six is on damn near everything. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 uh, has a release window of this year since the announcement was just made that they're going to release the parody. It will come out on PlayStation 5 September 6th. Yeah. But uh, but we don't have an actual release date for the Xbox version other than this year, is what they said. So before the end of the year. Um, I Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I, I am very happy with Larian and this game, and I, I'm happy for them. And I think that the ability to just fucking just John Wick, the, the gaming industry, has been pretty interesting to me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, your next um, one. So, uh, this, uh, my last two are kind of short, quick, to the point. Okay. Um, the first one of these last two uh, is, it's rumored that there's a God of War Ragnarok expansion in development, and it's 60% complete. Um, so, I guess at this point we can like do spoilers. I don't spoilers for God of War Ragnarok, yeah, ladies spoilers, and gentlemen. Spoilers for God of War Ragnarok. Um, it very much ends on uh, there. There are multiple avenues presented for future installments. Okay. One of them being that Atreus goes off on his own. 
on an adventure. I'm thinking that this is going to be Atreus going off on his own because it's still going to deal with the Nel the Norse realm stuff. Okay. Whereas uh, the final uh, act of the God of War stuff that's going to be coming after this uh, is probably going to be Kratos in Egypt, it seems like, but there's nothing officially confirmed at that point. Okay. Um, but it's very much kind of sets itself up for one of those uh, the ever famous Sony uh, $40 not DLC but mini game things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's also probably a trial run for Atreus to get his own series, really. Possibly, yes. Yeah. Um, all right, well, my last one is also a quick one. I'm actually kind of excited about this one, and I think some of our listeners will be. Warhammer Darktide, the multiplayer like shooter kind of thing uh, that came out uh, earlier this year. Uh, it had some trouble. It came out uh, on PC. Uh, they delayed the Xbox version. It came into Xbox PC Game Pass. It was it was announced for for P, for Game Pass console as well. Uh, they couldn't get that one to work, uh, and then it had a lot of issues when it came out. Uh, you know, microtransaction stuff, but other stuff, some technical stuff. Uh, so a lot of people kind of speculated whether it would ever come to console because of that. Uh, but it was actually at Gamescom announced that it is coming to console, to Xbox console, on October 4th. Uh, Warhammer Dark Tide, the, multi, the multiplayer shooter, uh, kind of the, the, the futuristic Vermintide kind of thing, comes to Xbox Game Pass console. And I know that there are a lot of people, there's a couple of people that I know who have been waiting for that for an extended period and kind of had lost hope that it was coming. But it has been announced October 1st. And I'm, I'm hoping they can pull it around because... I'm not going to lie, this was actually on my list as best multiplayer this year. I I did not notice any of the bugs. My review is probably the only review that's a positive one out there because my five hours with it was extremely fun. And the only thing I didn't like about it was the microtransaction, the amount of grinding you needed to do to get anything, like anything, was just way too much, you know? Um, so I'm hoping they redo that. And uh, I'm hoping it kind of makes a comeback. Yeah. Um, I, if I remember correctly, I think I remember this uh, announcement initially. And it was one of those things. I never played Warhammer, but it looked very, uh, very interesting. Very doomy. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to define exactly what it is. It's very like, like it's four-player co-op. You co-op into a team. Uh, and then you take like a procedurally generated run, you know, which is just like like you move through an area killing everything that moves, basically. Uh, and then there's boss fights and other things. Uh, ammo is very limited. You have to be very uh, intelligent about how you use it, which I thought was interesting. Like it's not shared. Let me put it that way. So one asshole can take all the ammo. Uh, and basically once you get through you get a bunch of points you go back to the the main hub and you spend those points on upgrades and new weapons and equipment and then rinse repeat rinse repeat rinse repeat rinse repeat um which can be fun those games can be very fun especially if you have a group that can that can do it uh the biggest problem i had with this game was the rinse repeat was way too much like you start in a prison uniform you can't even buy an outfit for like 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 I played for five hours I was still in the starting outfit that I had when I was there because I could not I could not make enough money 
to get just a new shirt. So, like, that kind of stuff was a little frustrating on me. The grind was too heavy. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'm hoping it makes a comeback. I'm very, I'm looking forward to playing it with, uh, with friends for a change. The other thing that was very irritating is I'd get on a team with a dude who just ran and picked up all the ammo immediately when it came out. So I, I never got to shoot my guns in some match. It was like, well, I guess I'm using melee all day because this fucking asshole is just gobbling up all the ammo. Uh, so it, 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 but still, I'm excited about it. Uh, so my last one, uh, really kind of straightforward though. I, I have to laugh that Keely is his own self promotion at this point. We could have covered this when we talked about Gamescom, yeah. but, uh, he announced, you know, the day of, uh, that December 7th is going to be the game awards this year. So, oh yeah, we haven't, yeah, we have an official day for that. Uh, I just, I, I, I don't know what he is his own media company. He really is. Yeah. He really is. He's like a black hole for gaming media. He just sucks it all into him. Um, yeah, I fucking hate it. We're gonna have to announce ours soon. We're we're hitting September, so we're gonna oh have my to start God. announcing ours. I feel like I said the same exact thing last year, but I'm like, yeah. holy shit! It's just, yeah, it, it's like, wow, what the fuck? And would this be the fifth this, annual at this point? I think is fifth this annual. Fifth? I think this I think is the fifth it, annual. I think this is fourth. I think this is the fifth annual. I really do. Yeah. I think we're at, at five. That. I have to look it up. Uh, but yeah, fifth annual horrible game awards. I gotta put together the the committee. I gotta see who's willing to do it, and uh, yeah, we gotta decide on some games. Uh, I, I will say this: uh, I think it's gonna be a really interesting year from us because yes. we are always a wide range of people, you know, that I try mm -hmm. and get in there. So our nominations are gonna be kind of all across the board, and I feel like everybody had a game they could get behind today, this year, you know, yeah. even if it wasn't like an abundance for one person in general. Like, I know Phil has Baldur's Gate 3. He also had another, like, CRPG that he loved. I've had Remnant 2, Hogwarts, uh, and, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know a couple of our guys that I'm going to put in there have had Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Dave the Diver. You know, you've had Tears of the Kingdom. And, uh, um, you know, like, a couple of other things. Like, I'm, I'm really excited to see our lists this year. It's the first year uh, I, I feel confident in saying that I'm not going to just, like, put the same three things in every single category for nominate. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be – I think it's going to be a very widespread. And I, I've been keeping my notes, and it's a very interesting list, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's be done. What do you say about that? I would like to be done. I am tired. I am as well. We will be right back with the lazy promotion. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Uh, Neil, would you like to plug anything? We have achieved a new level <laughs> of stupid fuckery Fucking when it show. comes to Redfall that Down. Show. 
Uh, we we have a little bit of uh, what is it going to be? Probably like two weeks, three weeks before the episode even comes. Actually, out, so I'm just gonna. The first one should come out this Saturday. I have to. Well, I don't oh, know. No, it's 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 the one that's just like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think we had to do the stupid thing, and honestly, I think that's anybody... a week from this Saturday. I'm not one hundred percent. Okay. So anyone who cares about this series, uh, just. <laughs> Just, you're going to be teed up for something on that next episode that I wasn't expecting us to have to do, well, uh, but be prepared. What blows my mind for that game is it just never ceases to get worse. Like that, <laughs> That's that, what it is. Like, every time I reach a point where I'm like, all right, I'm used to it now, it does something new that's just like, how is this this bad? Like, I mean... Come hell or high water. Come hell or high water. We got to the next air, to the next map. <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. I haven't edited those episodes yet. I have to edit them. They're fucking. It's insane. That, that Redfall down is something else. I and Redfall is something else to be honest. Um. Well, as far as me, uh, I. We're recording this on Sunday, so I definitely accidentally posted two episodes of Prelude to Divorce. Uh, this I thought I saw that. It was two I, of them at the same time. Yeah, I was like, set I the date it was just wrong. A secondary, just a secondary notification. No, something like it's the that. second one. I, I, apparently, you all watched it because they both did amazing. I, I don't know right, why, right. but they did. Uh, but yeah, two episodes of Prelude. We might not do an episode this Sunday then. I'm not sure because that was the episode that was obviously supposed to go up this Sunday. But listen, once it goes up on YouTube, what's the point of hiding it and then redoing it a week later, you know? Uh, but check that out. I do want to plug something very special to me, which is if you are watching this or, well, you can actually watch it on Spotify now. But uh, if you're watching this in any way, shape, or form, this Thursday, the Thursday after this, I will be streaming at 8 p.m. Uh, the new DLC for TMNT Shredder's Revenge. It comes out on the 31st. Uh, it has a new survival mode. It adds two new characters, Usagi Ujimbo and uh, Karai. But Stella's going to be streaming it with me. It's not at 8 p.m. It's at 7 p.m. Sorry. 7 p.m. But it's going to be me and my seven-year-old daughter streaming for an hour in the evening uh, for the first time playing this game together. I am so excited about this. She's super excited about it. This is one that we've played together quite a bit. We played it on the Stella show as well. So she's really excited to stream with me. Uh, and I'm really excited to stream the game with her, so it's going to be really fun. Please come check us out. Come talk to us. Make Stella's day by saying hi. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And watch us play the new DLC, which comes out this Thursday, uh, August 31st. Um, other than that, I am once again day streaming... I'm doing Remnant 2. I'm going all the way through it with a randomly generated character. I'm in my third stream. Uh, that'll have been up on Monday. Uh, but I'm doing. I'm going to hopefully do it regularly on Tuesdays. But like every Tuesday I've had either a colonoscopy or a follow-up or some other insanity happen. Make it sound like you've had multiple colonoscopies. <laughs> I, I feel like it's been busy. No, just one colonoscopy <laughs> and one follow-up. But, uh, but it's going to standard be on Tuesdays. Uh, and then, of course, we have all our TTRPG stuff. Please check that out. I do a podcast with Wizards Respite. Uh, we also do a lot of streams. We have a new character coming into our next 
uh, Turtles stream, which is happening on the 7th. Uh, and a and new player, Jackie Rakes, uh, a wonderful person, new to the channel. Uh, I'm very excited to have a, a three-person group on that one. So uh, check out all of that stuff. We got the OMG that's wrapping up Season 2. We got tons of different Let's Plays and stuff. We did five things on Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well as a review. Uh, so anything you want, you can find on the channel. Um, and you can also contact us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH, on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord links in the description below. Influence this and all of our shows from there. And as usual, as long as you keep watching and listening, we'll keep making them. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Bottled water. What? Don't bottled water. We don't have bottled water. You should get some bottled water then. I want to get some. It's like... I don't know. I, I get judged. <laughs> Kayla judges me all the time. Why? She's like, just drink the tap water. I'm like, I don't like the tap water. The tap water like is gross, taste. man. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the, the shit floating in that. Get a Brita. Yeah. We At have, least. Yeah, we have one of those, but that's I don't know. I think, I think I like the the quote unquote the minerals added for taste. <laughs> and, uh, the fact that it's a sealable bottle that I don't, because like how our living room is set up, we have our big ass sectional and we have like an ottoman that's kind of near it there. But like our sectional is so large that if you want your drink, you have to basically climb out of the couch to do it. Okay. Uh, so I like having just a sealed bottle that I can just set next to me on the couch. I get that. We have like I went and bought this thing on Amazon that's like a it's like a couch organizer thing that's supposed to like it's a little plastic thing you could like put snacks and like a drink holder and everything in it. But the drink holder thing sucks. It holds on so well that you can't just pull your bottle out. It pulls the whole thing apart every single time. Right. So I don't know. I think the 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 bottled water thing is just like trying to have it near me. Plus, I don't know if you've seen the inside of what pipes look like after, you know, 40 years. Uh, here, I'm going to, I got, I got one for you here. Let me give you this. Oh, come on. It's my, I'm under this. I'll just, I'll link you to this page. Just do this first one, man. Right here. Click on that. And then the first image, it's $16. There you go. I mean, it's it, it. Yeah, I mean, I have bottles. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's it's sealable. It's a, it's a sealable yeah. plastic bottle. It even looks like bottled water, but it will exist at infinitum. So you just you just pour the Brita water into that, and then you don't have to worry about it spilling on. I've solved your problem, Neil. I've solved your problem. Oh, okay, so you the, want the you taste? The, you want the taste? I, I think I want the taste because your I, first I your know. first thing was ah uh, we. We're on this couch and it'll spill. Yeah. And I solve that problem for you. I can only solve well, so many problems. I will say, though, <laughs> uh, you did also uh, present me with uh, the possibility of buying a bulk pack of uh, Gatorade sports bottles for $107. <laughs> what? That's, yeah. not, that's not what I... Well, that's, 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 one of the, uh, that's one of the results. Well, yeah, yeah. That was like the second uh, one was results. like... Hey, would you it's like six. would you like fifty sh Gatorade bottles? Are you okay? So now that I've gone down a mini rabbit hole, just very briefly <laughs> here. 
So for a hundred and seven dollars and ninety nine cents, you can get it's a six pack of uh, these Gatorade bottles here, and these Gatorade bottles will allow you to customize them. Oh yeah, there you go. For for six athletes, and you can put their name. <laughs> And their jersey number. Oh, on that's there. awesome! It's oh, for a you team. Can go, oh, you can go all the way up to seventy-two athletes, all for a modest sum of twelve hundred ninety-five dollars and eighty-eight cents. Twelve hundred dollars. It's a ten percent bulk savings. <laughs> you should get three hundred and sixty-five of them, and then name How them much? all a different bro. So, like every time you pull it out, like, How well, are they selling these today I'm energy, bro. For? What? <laughs> How much are they selling these fucking bottles for? So almost $1,300 divided by 72. They're $18 a bottle. We're really we're really down the rabbit hole on this one now. 18 goddamn dollars a bottle. Well, I, got a Yeti I mean... And now I'm just shopping. Now I'm just shopping. <laughs> Fast forward to two hours from now. Oh, Kayla... I'm so sorry. I uh, I bought a ton of bottled water and like 1,200 <laughs> customized Gatorade bottles. We, we have a home. You can't do this. <laughs> we, yeah, you can't. <laughs> it's like the bed all over again. <laughs> they uh, they glow in the dark, Kayla. <laughs> I I needed them. <laughs> did I did I tell you? I I can't remember if I mentioned to you that I that I covered up the light. The yeah, that you covered up the light <laughs> because. <laughs> It comes on for anything. <laughs> it comes on constantly. <laughs> Just roll over. Oh, yeah. It, and it's not. I can't dim it either. It's just full bore. Just it's amazing. On. It's absolutely amazing. It's absolutely amazing. All right. Bottled water. What? I want bottled water. We don't have bottled water. You should get some bottled water then. I want to get some. It's like... I don't know. I, I get judged. <laughs> Kayla judges me all the time. Why? She's like, just drink the tap water. I'm like, I don't like the tap water. The tap water's like gross, taste. man. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the There's tap shit floating in that. Get a Brita. Yeah. We At have, least. Yeah, we have one of those, but that's I don't know. I think, I think I like the the quote unquote the minerals added for taste. <laughs> and, uh, the fact that it's a sealable bottle that I don't because like how our living room is set up, we have our big ass sectional and we have like an ottoman that's kind of near it there. But like our sectional is so large that if you want your drink, you have to basically climb out of the couch to do it. Okay. Uh, so I like having just a sealed bottle that I can just set next to me on the couch. I get that. We have like I went and bought this thing on Amazon that's like a it's like a couch organizer thing that's supposed to like it's a little plastic thing you could like put snacks and like a drink holder and everything in it. But the drink holder thing sucks. It holds on so well that you can't just pull your bottle out. It pulls the whole thing apart every single time. Right. So I don't know. I think the 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 bottled water thing is just like trying to have it near me. Plus, I don't know if you've seen the inside of what pipes look like after, you know, 40 years. Uh, here, I'm going to, I got, I got one for you here. Let me give you this. Oh, come on. It's my, I'm under this. I'll just, I'll link you to this page. 
just do this first one, man. Right here. Click on that, and then the first image, it's $16. There you go. I mean, it's, it, it, yeah, I mean, I have bottles. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's, it's sealable. It's a, it's a sealable yeah. plastic bottle. It even looks like bottled water, but it will exist at infinitum. So you just you just pour the Brita water into that, and then you don't have to worry about spilling on. I've solved your problem, Neil. I've solved your problem. Oh, okay, so you want the taste? You want the taste? I think I want the taste. Because your first your first thing was ah we we're on this couch and it'll spill, and I solved that problem for you. I can only solve so many problems. I will say though, you did also present me with the possibility of buying. A bulk pack of uh, Gatorade sports bottles for one hundred and seven dollars. <laughs> what? That's yeah. not. That's not what I. Well, that's that's, that's one of the uh, that's one of the results. Well, yeah, yeah. That was like the second uh, one was results. like, hey, would you it's, like it's, would you like fifty sh- Gatorade bottles? Are you okay? So now that I've gone down a mini rabbit hole, just very briefly <laughs> here. So. For $107.99, you can get, it's a six pack of uh, these Gatorade bottles here. And these Gatorade bottles will allow you to customize them. Oh, yeah. There you go. For for six athletes, and you can put their name <laughs> and their jersey number oh, on Oh, that's there. awesome. It's oh, for you a team. Can go, oh, you can go all the way up to 72 athletes. Oh, for a modest sum of $1,295.88. It's a 10% bulk savings. You should get 365 of them and then name them all a different bro. So, like, every time you pull it out, like, well, today I'm energy, bro. What? (laughs) How much are they selling these fucking bottles for? So, almost $1,300. Divided by seventy-two, they're eighteen dollars a bottle. We're really, we're really down the rabbit hole on this one now. Eighteen goddamn bottle dollars a bottle. Well, I, got a Yeti I mean, and now I'm just shopping. Now I'm just like, <laughs> shopping. <laughs> Fast forward to two hours from now. Oh, Kayla, I'm so sorry. I uh, I bought a ton of bottled water and like twelve hundred <laughs> customized Gatorade bottles. We, we have a home. You can't do this. <laughs> it's like the bed all over again. <laughs> they they glow in the dark, Kayla. <laughs> I I needed them. <laughs> did I did I tell you? I I can't remember if I mentioned to you that I that I covered up the light. The yeah, that you covered up the light <laughs> because. It comes on for anything. <laughs> it comes on constantly. <laughs> Just roll over. Oh, oh yeah. It, and it's not... I can't dim it either. It's just full bore. Just it's amazing. Full on. It's absolutely amazing. It's absolutely amazing. 